And hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> episode of Big Drive Energy brought to you by none other than DraftKings Sportsbook, not only the Golf Bros favorite sportsbook, but America's top rated sportsbook app. I am your host, Big Drive Spence. You can find me on Twitter at Big Drive Spence, also on Instagram. Here with my co-host, brother, friend, golfing partner, whatever you want to call it. Um, sometimes teammate in golf, we usually fight a lot, but Mitchell Smith, how you doing, brother? Doing well, man. Happy to be here. Happy to be here. I love to see it. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the Olympics, which tee off here shortly. Uh, we're going to talk about the golf course and what it's going to look like for some of these players. Some of the shocking COVID positive tests that we had, um, resulting in a few players getting essentially taken off their Olympic teams. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and uh, we'll get into a little, we'll recap the 3M Championship. And then we're going to play a little guessing game. We've each picked out three or four uh, Olympic golfers with uh, names that we're going to struggle to pronounce. And the other one is going to try to guess the country that they're playing from. So uh, let's get started with the 3M Championship from last weekend. Freaking awesome golf course, although it makes me salty that Blaine fucking Minnesota gets a PGA Tour event and Colorado can't. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, it's just the whole distance thing. Once again, you go back to it and... They can make a course long enough for PGA Tour guys out there, and apparently they can't here in Colorado. So, I mean, we talked about it, but I think TPC Colorado is trying to change that narrative, you know, make it 78, 7,900 yards apparently, and that's that's what they're looking for. So, But overall, yeah, it was a really fun track to watch them out on. Um, Cameron uh, Champ, man. I tweeted this. We tweeted this from the golf account, but, dude, Dude's got three professional wins and 74 starts. Like, he's... he. It, but every time I feel like I want him to play well, he shits his pants. Yeah, so that's I mean, kinda, that, that could be the case. But he does have three wins under his belt. And his where are his wins? I mean... The 3M championship. Well, I mean, besides that. Um, let's see. Because I feel like he's just won... And don't get me wrong, like, winning on tour matters, but... I feel like he's just won some rinky dinkers, like some fucking. I think he won the Safeway. The Safeway okay, so Open. Okay, that's a, that's fairly good. Um, let's see here. Wow, we should have. Okay, the uh, nope. I, uh, who knows? 
This right. is why people call us uneducated. Yes, exactly. He's won <laughs> the, uh, Sanderson, the Sanderson Farms yep, in and, 2018 and the, and the Safeway Open. The Sandersons is an alternate event. It's kind of a it's weak shit. Um, and the Safeway's pretty good out in Napa Valley, but I don't know. Just He really... It, I feel like in big spots, he's kind of just not played well. Let's, let's take a gander. What do you think his highest finish at a major is? Well, I'm kind of looking at it right here. He's t- top 10 in the PGA Championship, T19 in the Masters, T32 in the U.S. Open, and he's never played in the British Open. Oh, okay. So he didn't even qualify for the British. That's how you know he's small potatoes. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> fucked up. He's also born after both of us. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. He's 24, I want to say. and 25. Okay, 25. 26. Oh. Just turned 26. Like oh, okay, so just, just younger than me. But see, the the thing is, the dude hits it a fucking mile. Um, he's one of the top five driving distance guys on tour. And so he gives himself a chance week in, week out, just simply because of how far he hits it, which is pretty wild. But uh, that's just kind of how golf is anymore. You hit it long, you give yourself a lot of chances. The crazy thing about his ball flight is he gets the ball speed like up over 190 and like close to 200. That thing is like 10 feet off the ground. Is just an absolute like laser piss missile. Just out there. a piss missile. Yeah, he he just hits it so hard, and I, I have no idea how he hits it that hard, because he hits it so freaking low. Like all these guys, you see Bronson, Bronson, Bryson launching it a million miles in the air, um, and all the guys that hit it a long way, they hit it freaking high. So the fact that he can mess around and keep it that low. Okay, so, well, he used third in, uh, or he's third on tour in driving distance behind Rory McIlroy and Bryson DeChambeau. So, pretty good list of names there. Long hitter, the llama. Big, big hitter. Did you see Wyndham Clark's number four on the entire PGA Tour in driving distance? The That's, dude pounds it. Dude hits it a long way. He's sneaky long. Absolutely pounds come, it. Come a long way from high school when he was hitting a 250. <laughs> uh, anywho... Overall, very good tournament. Uh, the Champions Tour actually plays a major, I want to say, out at TPC. Um, Fun Cities. Thank you. I was going to say, holy cow. Yeah, up in Blaine, Minnesota. But it's a pretty well-known track. And the PJ Tour moved to it a couple years ago, three, four years ago. And I think it's been a really good tournament. I think Matt Wolf won there last year. A bunch of young guys just seem to win there. So uh, hats off to Cameron Champs. Winning every one in every twenty five starts basically right now. So well, and that eighteenth hole, man, that shit was a nightmare. They they showed some of the dudes hitting shots on Saturday with their shoes off. I think it was actually Cameron Champ. Uh, the eighteenth hole had like more bogeys than birdies, and it's a par five, which you don't you don't see very often from. Good God, Spencer, get it together! Oh, boy. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, that was my mistake. <laughs> um. But yeah, you don't see very many par fives that are that hard on the PGA Tour. Normally, par fives are like the holes that a guy is playing on making birdie, and that 18th hole is just giving everybody the business. And the wind uh, factored into that a ton. So it 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 was just cool. It was cool to see a finishing hole that was you could easily have a seven, but then there was also guys with eagle putts. So I think that makes I I think I've said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but. I firmly believe every golf course should end, 18, 18 on every golf course should be a par 5. Now, I'm biased because the Valley of Fun ends on a par 5. Good um, quality hole. 
good quality golf hole, 630 from the tips, a lot of water in play, bunkers in the right spots. Uh, but I think every golf course should end on a par five and give people a chance to maybe make an eagle, but also have a lot of trouble to where seven, six, seven is in play and have a two or three shot swing. But that's just me getting on my soapbox about golf course design, which I know relatively nothing about. So No, I totally agree, though. I think a, a good par five to finish up a course, it can, like you said, it can make your round or it can ruin your round. I've had... I've made eagles on 18 before, any like even over at Red Hawk, you know, or anywhere that ends in a five. I've not saying I've made eagle everywhere that ends in a five that I've played, but you can throw out an eagle, you can throw out a double, you know, you blow it in the water, you make six or seven, and there you go. You can either piss away a good round or or make a, 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 a average round a lot better. So I, I totally agree with you there. Yeah, so let's get on. Uh, actually, before we get on to uh, previewing the Olympics and talking about uh, who's going to bring home the gold medal or who we hope uh, brings it home for our DraftKings Sportsbook uh, betting accounts, is uh, we want to thank everybody that joined the DNBR League. And we had our last day yesterday, Tuesday at Common Ground. It was a beautiful day out, other than the fact it was absolutely sweltering. Yeah, it was horribly hot. But other than that, it was. Uh, it was a great day of league, finishing it up. Uh, we had Vic Lombardi out there and his brother again. Uh, just a great, uh, overall, like, the league was so much fun because it forced us to play golf. And everybody always is like, oh, you know, you're golf pros. That's all you do is golf. And it's actually the opposite of that. So for Mitchell and I, it was really fun to essentially force ourselves to play eight weeks in a row, even if it's just nine holes. And I, I think the coolest part was meeting all the DNVR golf members and the people that got in the league that we didn't know before. And like yesterday, we went down to the DNVR bar afterwards and hung out with everybody and played trivia, which hit at the DNVR bar for trivia. Uh, Tuesday nights, sports trivia. They're also going to add some pop culture, movies, music, etc. Uh, but we need to get Michaela Perkins in on that. I bet she'll get all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, we all sat around and had beers and talked about golf and concerts and all this stuff and like basically we made a bunch of new friends and that's like the reason we started the dnbr golf league is we're not out here keeping stableford points and trying to figure out who shot the lowest rounds and this and that it's basically a group of people getting together to play golf once a week from dnbr whether you're a fan of one team and then you can talk about somebody that's a fan of another team in colorado or you're a big golf guy like we had golf people we had sports people that just wanted to get out uh we had some uh um, somebody that just said he wanted to get out and, and meet new people. And so that's what the DNVR League was for. So we want to thank you guys all for joining us for that. We are looking to put together a fall league, maybe here coming up September. And fall is really the best time of the year to play golf in Colorado. We've said that multiple times on the podcast. So if this is your first time listening, get used to hearing that. If you continue to listen, I should say. Um, but we definitely love fall golf, and fall golf in Colorado is unmatched. The trees are changing. It's cooler. Uh, it's just perfect. So we're looking to get something together for the fall, but we are also for sure having a golf tournament. So this is kind of a big announcement. Uh, we're having a golf tournament September 3rd. It's a Friday. The Buffs play their first home football game of the year that day uh, against UNC, I believe. So we're going to hopefully, everybody's going to just take Friday all the way off. So Friday, September 3rd, 8 a.m. shotgun start at Common Ground. It's going to be a four-person scramble again. So if you're a little worried about your actual skill of golf, like a scramble totally takes all of that worry out of it. You hit a shot, 
you just go to the best one of your team. So make sure uh, we don't have any signups yet for that. We don't have the link, um, but that's coming very, very soon. And the next week you'll see that marketed. So make sure if you guys want to come out and join us, we filled up the one at Spring Valley back in May. It was an absolute blast, a banger. And we're going to do the same at Common Ground. So come join us at Common Ground September 3rd, 8 a.m. Shotgun. Details to follow on our Twitter account, Facebook pages, D through DNVR, etc., etc. So make sure you're looking out for that because it will fill up quick once we start signups. Um, all right, on to the Olympics, man. It's uh, It's been four years since we had Olympic golf. Well, Olympic anything. Actually, five years. Well, and we did talk. We've already talked about the Olympics and made our, our picks for the Olympics, if you don't recall. Um, but there is some updates, didn't we? Didn't we know? I think we just tweeted them out, bro. Oh, we just I, tweeted. I, yeah, oh, we, we never talked about it. Oh, okay. Well, my fault. I kind of forgot who I picked. Um, yeah, I I think it's going to be a blast though. The USA team is stacked. Um, since this last week, uh, Bryson DeChambeau and John Rahm have both been forced to withdraw due to COVID nineteen restrictions. Which I find really interesting because John Rahm got pulled, what was it, a month and a half ago or so? Yeah, six-stroke lead going into Sunday. And he gets pulled out of the tournament. and I think he, he was confirmed positive that week. Yeah. Well, so the fact he already has it again, is that confirmed that he has it again? Well, didn't he get the shot like the day after too? Yeah, the day after he was exposed to it, but I don't know. I mean, I think it's been like six, eight weeks ago, so... Alright, so our picks, first of all, before we get into our picks, we will. I want to tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook. So DraftKings Sportsbook, as we said earlier, is not only America's top rated sportsbook app, but it's the only app that the golf bros use to bet on golf, baseball, table tennis, anything we can find where it degenerates. So for the Olympics, they're giving you an insane no-brainer offer. All you have to do is place any pre-event wager of $1, use that boost, to be eligible to win $100 in free credits if America wins a single medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand at the podium, receive gold, silver, or bronze. 100 to 1 offers that are this easy do not come around often, so make sure you're using the DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up, put in that promo code DNVR, and you'll be able to get $100 in free credits. And you can basically bet from there for a couple weeks. You start winning, and you don't even have to put anything in other than that original dollar that you had to put in for the Olympic bet. And as long as an American places in first, second, or third gets a medal, which is going to happen again and again and again, America is going to win the most medals of any, any country in the world. So... They're giving you a free $100. Basically, take it, You go to DraftKings.com, use that promo code DNVR, and get signed up because you're going to win money. And DraftKings is so much more fun because you get to, there's so many different bets you can bet on every single little thing that just, it never, it never ends, essentially. You can bet on table tennis, you can bet on uh, the Olympics now, there's bets on every single thing as well. So it's, it's worth it to sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that DN, use that code DNVR. You must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New restrictions do apply. New customers only as well. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. All right, on to our picks for the Olympics and talking a little bit about the golf course. And um, me and Mitchell do struggle to pronounce things. We also struggle with geography. Um, Kasu Magaseki. Kasu Magaseki. Country, country club <laughs> in 
Country Club. Saitama, Saitama, Japan. Um, a lot of players, so in this golf article I read on golf.com, they did an interview with uh, Bradley Klein, who's an architectural expert, uh, golf architectural expert, obviously. And he said it feels a little bit like Quail Hollow, where they play the Wells Fargo Championship in North Carolina. They also said it compares a little bit to the likes of a Harbor Town, which Harbor Town is one of our favorite stops on the PGA Tour. It's always a random winner. It's never like really a ton of big names, but you don't have to hit driver off the tee a lot. So that'll it, that'll be interesting to see if a lot of these guys aren't hitting driver, how that levels out the field essentially, and if the guys that are hitting it 270, 280, which feels long, but it's not on the PGA Tour, if they're able to hit driver in places other guys are hitting hybrid, how likely are they to be as accurate? You yeah. know, are they are they going to be as accurate with the driver? Somebody else will be with the hybrid. Totally. So, super interesting to see there. And then they also said um, there's a few different comparisons. They also said it's a lot like um, Spyglass Hill. That's what Tommy Fleetwood's caddy was giving uh, giving him some some uh, basically if he had to give it a comparison. They also said it feels a little bit like Riviera. Um, there's a ton of deep bunkers on the golf course, so that's always fun. It's kind of like Augusta there's a ton of deep bunkers in Augusta and then uh, there's only one water hazard that comes into play on the entire golf course and that's on the 18th hole so also interesting because pretty much every I feel like every PGA Tour event we watch just water 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 and that's a big feature um, but now there's not a lot of water that this I want to say this golf course with. is landlocked pretty pretty well obviously I want to say I mean Japan is an island but they also said that with the um, Zoiza grass, that it compares a lot to uh, Bellarive, which hosted the 2018 PGA Championship just outside of St. Louis, Missouri. So it's got that super hot, humid, sticky vibe to it. Oh. That grass is never fun to hit out of. Yeah. We don't have that in Colorado. We don't have anything close to Well, that. even like you got a couple of those lies yesterday in Common Ground where... Oh, my God. <laughs> I wanted to it's... spike my club through <laughs> It's that sticky kind of grass where every lie seems to sit down. It just nestles. And then you get so much grass between the club face and the ball that there's no way to create spin. It just comes shooting out like a knuckleball. You can't get any trajectory on it. So it sounds like fairways being hit are going to be a premium this this uh, week at the Olympics. Which is a, it, it evens out the field, which is fun. You know, yeah. it takes it. T it basically takes the. You know, there's a ton of players that we've never even really heard of, unless you pay attention a lot of attention to the European tour that are going to be in this. So, uh, do we have a shocker winning this? I'm not quite sure, um, but there's there's a there's some interesting names out there, and there's some interesting picks. So I'm going to give you guys my three picks. Um, we did tweet this out at DNVR Golf about a week ago, so if you want to check, double check before you get those bets in. Um, I'm taking Dustin Johnson. Uh, I just he's plus 700 to win the gold, and he's plus uh, minus 125 to top 10. I think he he's just the best player in the world when he has it going. You just never know. Like when he gets it going, he usually rolls for a little bit. He doesn't have it going right now, but just like last year or yeah, last year late November Masters, he just obliterated the field so I think if Dustin Johnson I mean there's I, there's no I think to that if Dustin Johnson gets it going he's far and away maybe right now the second best player in the world but the best player in the world right now is has COVID and is not playing in John Rahm um, so I think Dustin Johnson's a good pick I know it's plus 700 it's not ideal odds especially for a golf tournament expecting him to win gold but I feel like uh, a lot of these players like gold medal 
is like another step for them. Like Dustin Johnson's won a Masters. He's won a U.S. Open. He's been in the Ryder Cup team. Like there's all these steps that like especially growing up in America, these Just golfers another, have. Yeah. But gold medal for the USA as a golfer is like that's like seals it for him, you know. We'll see. And so Patrick Reed, when we made our picks, Patrick Reed was not in this tournament, but he had been added because Bryson DeChambeau got the boot. Uh, due to COVID-19 restrictions. So let me look up Patrick Reed's odds real quick because I think he is one of those guys where you're talking about patriotism and like wanting to represent your country and do well for your country. I think Patrick Reed is, there's no more patriotic guy than him uh, out there. So Hold on, I have a quick correction. I'm a, I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, Dustin Johnson was one of my picks to win the 3M. Uh, I'm dumber than hell. <laughs> I looked at the wrong thing. All right, so the Olympics. I, there's no top 10 odds in the Olympics. There's just to win um, on the DraftKings no, Sportsbook app. Or is there, there top 10 Yeah, odds there's now? top 10 odds. Yeah, when we looked at it, there wasn't. So uh, I'm taking an American first, Justin Thomas. Uh, he's plus 1,400 to win the, uh, the gold medal. He seems to show up in things that mean a lot to America. I don't want to undermine you real quick, but he was, I see him at plus 1,100. Well, plus 1,400 when we tweeted it out. Okay, so oh, Justin okay. Thomas is now, with Rom out, Justin okay. Thomas is now plus 1,100. Gotcha. We got live odds coming in on the DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> Mitch is logged in. All right, so you may have to correct me on this next one, too. Uh, we talked about this a couple podcasts ago. It's still a crazy story that uh, guys like Sun J.M. have to meddle in order to not... Uh, not have to go serve, go their military. serve in the military. So I'm definitely taking Sun J.M. There is nothing like playing... <laughs> That, what what is the Arnold Palmer saying or whatever? Like, uh, Lee Trevino. Lee Trevino. Well, that was a gambling quote. It was like yeah, but still, it's, there's nothing. There's no more pressure than playing for for ten bucks and you only have five in your pocket. Like, it's, it's just kind of the same thing. Like yeah, Sun JM has. It's like, just an added layer of pressure to the whole situation. Added layer of pressure, but an added layer of Push. You know, determination. I would say yeah. from him, like why. I wouldn't want to go to the fucking military. Like, I, I respect our troops. I'm scared as hell. Yeah. I'd uh, be out there grinding every day trying to trying to get that medal. Well, that's why, I mean, both him and the other uh, South Korean, what was his name? Anywho, there's two of them. And both of them are in the same boat where they have to uh, win. Do they just have to medal or is it, I, I, do you I, have to win a gold medal? I don't know. I, I think they have to... I think they just have to medal is all. Okay, yeah. I, I'm assuming they just have to medal, but they both skipped the British Open to go practice in Japan. That's how, like They've probably been over there for like five or six weeks. They probably know the course like the back of their hand at this point. But can you really blame them? Because I wouldn't want to go to the military either. So, yeah, kind of a little interesting uh, curveball that's got thrown into it. Like... How can you force somebody to go to the military that is representing your country in the Olympics if they don't medal? Like, it's fucking 2021. What a weird weird different society that some of this world lives in. But, you know, to each their own, I'm not going to judge. And hopefully one of the two or both of them can... Imagine if both of them medal. (laughs) That would be fucking hilarious. That would be great. So log in there real quick again and tell me what what Sanjay M's current odds are because I want to make sure... That I'm, I'm giving the people the correct current odds. Sun James currently plus twenty five hundred. Holy cow, he's gone down a ton. So I have him at plus four thousand. He's now plus twenty five hundred, and 
I would be remiss. He's been playing good golf. One of us always seems like has to bet on him in a big event. Taking the Australian cousin Cam Smith. He was at plus 4,000 when I originally uh, picked this. And what is he at now? Cousin Cam plus 2,000. Plus 2,000. You love to see it. So the odds are going down a little bit, but they're still worth betting on in the Olympics. All right. So talking a little bit about my picks for the Olympics here. Um, I got Rory McIlroy originally at plus 1,000. He's now plus 1,200, so his odds have actually improved, um, for the gamblers at least. And I really think with the last couple months, I mean the last few years, I guess he hasn't won a major in five or six years. He, I think he's got some extra motivation to really push hard and win something. This, this is basically the last big individual event of the year. You know, there's no majors left. All we've got is the Ryder Cup. There's the players is done. I guess the the tournament of champion or the tour championship, but I don't necessarily think that uh, that holds the same weight as the majors or a gold medal. So I really do like um, Rory McIlroy plus twelve hundred, and I also have Joaquin Neiman. He is a Spaniard, if I am correct. No, he's from South America. Venezuela, maybe Venezuela. Um, he's plus four thousand to win it, and he's just sneaky, really good. He has won on tour. He's like twenty three years old, and he's another dude that hits it stupid long, but just stupid low. He can really control his trajectory really well, and I think that will work well for him this week on this course. And then I also picked Garrick Higo, who was plus eight thousand. He is the guy that came out of nowhere. Well, so he won on the European Tour, and then he won on the PGA Tour back-to-back weeks. Super young dude. I think he's even younger. I think he's, like, what, 21 or 22? Yeah. Something like that. So he's crazy young, but I think he does well this week. And at plus uh, 8,000 odds, I don't know how you could turn that down. So I'm going to – that's my flyer, Garrett Higo, and I, I just like the name. I don't know why. It just vibes right. Yeah, and if you're being smart about this and betting um, – the Olympics, there's one guy you kind of have to take. His odds aren't ideal, uh, and he has been extremely silent overall in the, on the PGA Tour since his uh, win at this year's Masters. But Hideki Matsuyama is plus 1,200 now to win, and to win a medal, he is plus 400. But you saw how much it meant to his caddy and him to win the Masters being from Japan now he's got basically a, a home game in a course that he's probably seen upwards of 50, 60, maybe even 100 times. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always work out well um, for when you're playing on your home track. You know, Kevin Kisner fucked me earlier this year and shot 80 on his home track when I picked him in a tournament. So it's not there's no perfect science when it comes to betting or golf in general. But Hideki Matsuyama is probably a safe pick to at least medal, I would think, in this tournament, especially since he's played here. It so all just depends on the the condition his game is in, you know, that's really the bottom line, you know, say, you know, one more time, Mitchell, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Anywho, uh, he just, he is so hit or miss cause his swing is so rhythmic and so timing based that if he gets out of his timing, then he might be hosed. But if he's vibing that week, if he's feeling himself, like Spencer said, he's got a home game, he's representing his country and he could get it done. You know, I, I don't disagree with you. So we'll 
we'll see what happens. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I really think the Olympics dropped the ball on, like, the team aspect of it. Because I think that is such a big thing, like, Cameron Smith and, and Mark Leishman dressing up together and wearing that retro 80s shit. You know, it, it's a very team-oriented deal, but then they go out and play individual balls. It's stroke play, four rounds. I think they could have done some way more fun with the format. Although there is countries that only have, say, one or two players representing them, whereas America has four. Other teams have three or two, so it would get kind of convoluted. I'm not sure how you could do it. Uh, but I, I would like to see in the future them change something to, like, uh, a team medal and a individual medal. You know what I mean? I, I, that's something I would like to see. Yeah, and there's also a DraftKings boost right now, so make sure you log in and take the boost of any American to medal at plus 225. So you're getting Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, maybe the hottest golfer on the planet right now, uh, Xander Schauffele, and Patrick Reed, who just is now in it. So it honestly, it's worth, absolutely worth, uh, taking that DraftKings boost, which there's a ton of boosts all the time, makes it fun to bet on. And you're getting, you know, they're essentially giving away odds and giving away money when they do boosts like this. So take that American to metal boost at plus 225. All right, now on to a little game we'd like to play um, where Mitchell and I are going to rail off some names, some random names, probably pronounce them horribly. And then the other one is going to try to guess what country they are from. So Mitchell, do you want to start? You wanna you wanna give me one? Yeah, I'll I'll give you one. So I'm gonna roll right off the bat with Gun Sharonkul. Gun Sharonkul. G U N N C H A R O E N K U L. Do we get any hints? Um, sure. Like we fucking both suck at geography. Yeah. So I'll yeah. Yeah, hint. Give me a hint. Um. Fuck man, it, it's an island. I want to say. I think it's. <laughs> I mean, technically, everywhere is an island because we're all floating on Earth. But um, it, it's, it's in the southeast of where? <laughs> Not America, <laughs> Europe. No, no. Southeast, if you were to spread a globe out. Okay. Southeast, if you were to spread. Not out. super southeast, but somewhat southeast. I'm gonna say Argentina. Whoa, dude, that's west. Okay, well, my Jesus. No, if you Argentina's west, oh, bro. Yeah. We're okay, in west, southeast, southeast. Uh, I'll take one more guess. Let's go. Austria. Are you fucking kidding? Oh my god. <laughs> what? Austria. Yeah. That is a landlocked country in the middle of Europe. Well, fuck me. What is? He's it? from Malaysia. Malaysia. Okay. That, Good let, for you. Let's, you I'm sorry, but let's just go see where this is on a map real quick. Let's because... not do this. Let's <laughs> let's not. Okay, I was I was right. Sorry. Well, it's kind of, it's technically not. Uh, no, it's not an island. It's kind of an an edge of Bangkok, Thailand. Okay. It's kind of on the edge of Thailand, uh, Vietnam, Cambodia, that area. Okay. Here's another one for you. Okay. All right. Um, Roman Langaske. Ooh, I, I feel like I kind of know this. Uh, will you give me a country of origin? <laughs> um, how do you how do you spell his last name? I think you pronounced it wrong. L Lang L A N G A S Q U E. French. Oh wow! France. Well done. Yeah. Well done. You the Q the cheated. <laughs> I did not cheat. Just the Q U E. 
See, um, I'm asking for origin, you know? I didn't ask for origin, I kind of asked for origin, but... Okay, well, well we, you know... It kind of sounded like linguine. <laughs> like, I almost said Italian, because... I, right, but, Fre- French, yeah. All right. Langesque. All right. Lang- what's, lang- what's the next one? <laughs> Languesque, however you want to, however you want to put it. Um, let's see here. Sammy Valamaki. Valamaki? S-A-M-I-V-A-L-I-M-A-K-I. Any hints? Um, Valamaki. Sweden. Uh, ooh, Finland. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, I guess I'll give you that one. I guess I'll... I'll I'll concede that one. It, how do you describe where Finland is? Like Northern Europe, I guess you could call it? Dude, or my geography is for it. One so. of the Baltic countries, is that? Yeah. The Baltic, yeah, maybe. Uh, you can, anybody, if you listen to this, feel free to just absolutely roast us for our geography. All right. Uh, next one is going to be Fabrizio Zanotti. Oh come on, dude! That's I feel like that's fairly easy. No, I just I just tricked you. Fabrizio, Fabrizio I, I know. Zanotti. Fabrizio Zanotti isn't that Italian? No. Fabrizio Zanotti. Um. Fabri- Belgian? No. Give you one more uh, guess. Austrian? No. Paraguay? Oh my God! Not even <laughs> fucking close. His parents fucked Par- his name up. <laughs> Doesn't sound Paraguayan at all. Yeah, that is that's like. Oh, this one's too good. All right, <laughs> Scott Vincent. Oh God. Uh, I don't want to sound like just super uneducated here. Scott S C O T T Vincent V I N C E N T. Um, Iran, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe. <laughs> Zimbabwe. Wow. Wow, very nice. Impressive, Mitchell. Very, All right, you got another very, one for me? Very good. Uh, yeah, I think I can find one here. Renato Peritor. <laughs> Skeletor. <laughs> can you spell Peritor? R-E-N-A-T-O-P-A-R-A-T-O-R-E. Peritor. Spain. Nope, close. Uh, Argentina. Nope. It's a toughie. France. Close is Italy. Italy. All yeah, right. that he does. That name does not sound Italian whatsoever. All right, we're gonna finish it up with this one. All right, Hurley Long. <laughs> is it L O N G? Yeah, Hurley Long. <laughs> oh fuck. Um, New Zealand. No. Uh. South Africa. No. One more guess. Uh, Brazil. No. <laughs> he is from Germany. Oh, okay. Really long, the Deutschman. Are you sure it's not L-A-N-G? No, it's L-O-N-G, unless this... You're trying to fuck with me, dude. Unless this thing is fucked up. Hey, quick shout out to uh, <laughs> super producer Kale. There's a guy from Finland named Kale Samuja. So, Kale, Kale Sorbo, Kale Samuja, you never know. Maybe I, I think Spencer's drinking Kale right now. Yeah, I am. At, oh, no, no, <laughs> not drinking Kale currently. But probably this evening. On, uh, on there's just a few other pretty good ones. Um, let me throw you one more. Okay. Uh, Rasmus Hoygaard. 
Hoygard. That should Hoygard. Sweet Sweden. Nope. Close though. Finland. Nope. The other country that you're Norway. <laughs> Close. Denmark. Denmark. Ah, got it. Rasmus is a first name. I like that. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good name. Badass name. Um, wait. Let's go one more because this is fun. Mito Peria. Oh, Mito, dude. He's from South America. He's uh, from, uh, he's the same as fucking, uh, other dude. Dude, he's, so he won on the web.com tour like two weeks ago and then got fifth this last week at the 3M Open. He's from fucking Argentina, right? Chile. No, Chile. Oh, wow. But who is he with? Who, who is, who's also from Chile? Is it, uh, um, Joaquin Neiman. Yeah. Oh, is it yeah, Chile? So okay. Him and, yeah, so him and Joaquin Neiman are both from Chile playing in the Olympics. Okay, okay, mad respect. I don't understand why there's only so many countries being represented in the Olympics either. Like, yeah, well, there was, certain like, qualifying con- shit. Oh, there was qualifying? Yeah, I believe, oh, okay. I believe so, so. Okay, I guess that that kind of makes more sense. I guess I didn't really look too far into that. I'm a dumbass. So Mitchell guessed one correctly, and I guess he wins. He's the winner. But do winner, not hate winner, on us for our middle. geography. We just know golf, and that's about and that's about the extent of our knowledge, golf and gender sports. So. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Big Drive Energy. We appreciate you all listening. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter at Big Drive Spence, Mitchell at Big Drive Mitch. We will have a golf tournament coming up September 3rd, so be on the lookout for that. If you uh, want to comment on the pod or anything like that, send us any info. Uh, we'll get an, Send us your email. We'll get that info out to you if you don't have Twitter, um, Facebook, etc., etc. But that, will, that tournament will sell out once we start selling spots, so make sure you get in on that. It's going to be a grand old time. Then we can head up to Boulder and watch the CU game afterwards. So appreciate you guys all listening. Tell a friend. Tell 10 friends. Um, We're having a good time with this. We just hit a year. Today is actually the year anniversary of announcing DNVR Golf. So thank you for all those who have been there the whole time. And thank you to those who are just listening for the first time today. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next week after the Olympics. Hopefully you got a winner. Peace.